Well, it's definitely a privilege to be with you. And I want to start us out today by saying a statement. I want to appeal to your curiosity. And uh, I want to maybe say a few things that maybe you've never quite heard put together exactly like this. Uh, and I will get a little bit animated, but it's not personal. I promise you it's not personal. So I want to start out by saying that there was a senior citizen who was, uh, you know, he's, 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 he got older, you know, and he's starting to lose his stamina. So he decided to go out and buy a brand new Corvette. So he gets out and he gets this brand new Corvette and, you know, now you got a Corvette, you got to kind of see what it'll do. So he gets out in his Corvette and he goes out on the expressway and he's driving down the expressway and he's going about 80 miles an hour past the state trooper. It's four o'clock on Friday afternoon. The state trooper is going to be getting off at 430. And so when he sees the state trooper, instead of slowing up and stop, you know, go, you know, stopping, what he does is he speeds it up. He gets up to 110 miles an hour. The state trooper pulls up, puts his lights on, pulls him over. He pulls over on the side. And he says, what is wrong with you? I mean, you're going all fast like this on the, on the, and, and listen, if you can give me a reason for why you're driving so fast that I've never heard before, I'll possibly let you go because the state trooper gets off in a half an hour. So the guy kind of drops his head. He looks up, looks at the state trooper, and he said, 25 years ago, my wife ran off with a state trooper. And I thought you were bringing her back. So what I want to talk to you about is the fact that the decisions that we make in our lives, they always lead someplace. Everything that we do leads somewhere. Every decision that I make based on a thought that I have actually goes somewhere. Every decision that I make based on a feeling that I have, it actually goes someplace. The issue is, where does it go, and why is it that we don't pay more attention to the decisions that we're making? Well, the fact is, is that power packed inside the decisions that I make today is what I call a cumulative effect. It accumulates over time. And by the time we get to the manifestation of it, sometimes we don't see the connection between what I'm experiencing right now and some decision I made a long time ago. I'm a black speaker. I give you permission to say something every now and then. It's kind of interactive here, okay? I just want you to loosen up a little bit. Y'all serious. <laughs> it's kind of like when you go out to California and you see the big sequoia trees. And, and, and you go up 
around San Francisco and you see the redwoods. You know, those trees are there because the seed was planted a long, 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 long time ago. And I want you to know that the things that we are experiencing in this moment is because of some seed that got planted a long, long, long time ago. And sometimes there is such a distance between when it was planted, how it was planted, how it got watered, how it got taken care of, how we kept the pest off of it. Sometimes there's such a difference between that that we've gone all these steps and then finally down here we get the manifestation of something and here's what we all do, myself included. Where did that come from? And I'm simply saying this, there is a connection. Whether I see it or whether I don't see it, because sometimes what I don't see is the influences that actually caused me to make the decision in the first place. The influences from our society that affects my seed planting. The influences from our family that affects the way I plant seeds. The influences from the crowd, the social crowd that I hang around with that influences the way that I make decisions. So your past, my past, our past can have a heavy influence on who we think we are and what we do. So I want to submit to you a possible thought. In the realm of knowledge, which is where we get our doing from, there are three aspects to our lives. And I know it's more complicated than this, but for the sake of presentation, I simplified it. We have the known, that's everything that you know right now. We have the unknown, which is everything that you don't know. You see how complex I am? And then we have the unknowable, and that's everything that you couldn't possibly know. Here's the problem. The known and the unknown are constantly transferring from one to the other. You came in a car that's out there in the parking lot. Is it still out there? You don't know. You think you do, but you don't know. If we happen to go out there and your car is no longer there, guess what just happened? Some information that was unknown to you in this moment just transferred into the known. <laughs> and I want you to know that that's happening to you 
every day of your life. If you let it. Because we also have, between the known and the unknown, this thing called a filter. And the information comes in, but it comes through a filter where I now interpret it through the filter. And sometimes what I do is I take my past and I use the filter that I used in my past to filter the present so that my present just becomes another version of my past. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, huh? In the unknown, I used to do this, this kind of talk about this a little bit years ago with a bunch of elderly ladies in a little tiny church, and they got so frustrated with me that they finally said, you can't know that. And I said, well, uh, the only way you could say that is if you knew everything that could be known. And you met everybody who ever knew anything and got the information from them that could be known. You'd have to go around the planet. You'd have to go back in history. And you would have to exhaust everything that could possibly be known. And then you could come back and say, that can't be known. You see what happens in my head? So I want to tell you a little story from the unknown. And I want to invite you to bring it into your now. So me, I was born in the 50s. I was the child of slaves. You say, well, slavery wasn't there. Well, slavery officially was over. But the way slavery went on was in this thing in the South called a sharecropper's system. I don't know if you're familiar with the sharecropper's system, but sharecroppers worked on the land. They didn't own anything. The landowner owned the land. The landowner basically set your schedule, told you what to do. Well, my grandparents, they were sharecroppers, okay? So I was born in this family of sharecroppers. And at the end of the year, because you couldn't go to school, especially during the season when cotton needed to be picked, when corn needed to be brought in, they were tobacco farmers, so they had to work in the tobacco fields, which means that you get down... You know, and you got to be breaking the tobacco off and bringing it in. And I mean, there's a whole process to it. But this thing was going on real strong when I was born. Okay? My mother got pregnant with me when she was 17 years old. The decisions that we make have an impact. The decisions that you make have an impact. 
And so because I was born into this situation, I became an overachiever. My desire, because of being born to an unwed mother, okay, in my grandmother's house, it made me want to become, I, I wanted to have a life that was greater than the life that I had. I actually think that my low self-esteem and the decisions that were made around me actually drove me into a performance state. Probably why I'm standing in front of you today. Okay? So, I worked on a farm. And let me tell you something. I was good at it. I worked with an uncle of mine who actually helped raise me. And he was so good at farming that he became one of the richest men where we lived. Among sharecroppers. So I decided when I was young that I was going to be the best at everything that I attempted to do. And what I did is I was an athlete. I played baseball. I was captain of the team. I'm the guy that put the team together. I got the team all together, and, and I went to my uncle and I said you got a truck you're going to drive us to games you're going to get us games you're going to call people and see if we can play and I put the whole thing together I played football in high school I was one of the fastest guys on the team I played basketball and I actually thought at one time that I was one of the best basketball players in New York City I believed it okay it made me good at everything that I did. And then my uncle, who had escaped from sharecropping, went to Washington. He went in the military first, and then he landed in Washington, D.C., and he started selling drugs. And I saw the cars, and I saw the money, and I thought to myself, I bet I could be good at this, too. And I was. I was so good at it that I would have dreams of different ways to process the drugs and to put them together. I dreamed of a way to actually cure out the marijuana to make it ten times as strong. And I was so good at everything that I decided that I was so good at everything that I'm better than everybody else. And whatever you can do, I can probably do four times that much. And that whole mentality led me to overdosing and dying from taking drugs. Now, let me take you a little bit into the unknown. I died. I left my body, and I never knew any of this until later. I've heard other people say similar stories, but 
I didn't know any of that. And I went through a, a tunnel. I went through a tunnel, and then I got to the end of that tunnel, and there was a place of existence that simply just was the way it was. But it wasn't like this. And everything that I experienced, it was nothing like anything here. And I realized in that moment the damage that I was doing as a drug dealer, the damage that I was doing in being a daredevil, the damage I was doing to the world that I was living in, but there wasn't a thing that I could do about it because I had left my body back here on the earth. And I went through this tunnel, I came out, and then all of a sudden I found myself in a kingdom, and I was looking at a kingdom where I was sitting on the throne. There was a big throne. I'm sitting there, and while I'm sitting there on the throne, I got all these people serving me. The problem is, is they all look like me. And I went through one experience after another. And finally, near the end of my experience, I actually had a string right here on my belly button. And on that string, on the other side, that string ran all the way over. And there was an entity. I can't tell you what it was, but I knew it to be death. And death was playing tug-of-war with me. And I want you to remember, I was the best at everything I did. There was nothing I couldn't do. And all of a sudden, I found myself losing a quarter of an inch. And between me and death was a pit. It was called the bottomless pit. Where did I get this from? I don't know. But it was more real to me than you are sitting there. And I'm pulling. And it's pulling. And I'm pulling. And it's pulling. And I'm pulling. And I'm losing an eighth of an inch. And I'm losing a quarter of an inch. I didn't lose it all at once. I was just losing a little bit step by step. Just the way it happens to us in our lives. We don't lose it all at once. We lose a little bit step by step. If you don't manage things, if you don't take care of things, you lose a little bit step by step. And then one day you end up and say, how in the world did I end up here? And so I'm pulling and, and this thing is pulling and I'm pulling and this thing is pulling. And finally, I realize in that moment, I'm going to lose this. And I said something I had never said before, and it was so real to me. I heard in my mind that there was a God. Now, I didn't know what that meant. I had no understanding. I was just having an experience. And I let go. And I fell. And fell. And fell. You ever had a dream where you were falling? This was worse. 
I fell. I wasn't falling in time. I was falling outside of this realm of time. And when you fall there, I fell and I fell and I fell and I fell. You ever felt like you were falling? And I fell and I fell and I fell forever. And then I landed in my body. This body. Does it make sense? No. Because all of this started for me beyond the realms of my imagination. If you take your imagination as far as it will go, and when you get to the end of as far as it will go, about a, thou a thousand miles or a million miles past that, there is still a reality. And with that, is how I started on this journey. And I did what I implore you to do today. I made one decision that had cumulative effects. I made one decision, not for sharecroppers. I made one decision, not for drug dealers. I made one decision, not for the low self-esteem of my family. I made one decision, not for society. Listen, all of these things are wonderful comforts, but you are a worthwhile human being. And as we were talking about earlier, you have complexities within you, and you have an intrinsic value that's already inside of you. Make the best possible decision for who you are, really, and not, and not for all these things that are making you suffer. Choose yourself. What's best for me? And what are the influences? What are the things that I think are good for me, but I just picked it up someplace? Because that's how I lived. I wanted to win the game of life. And what I'm saying is, there is a life here that's bigger than winning. Listen, I want to close with this. Because of the way our society is structured, we are a performance-based society. You go to school, you got to get good grades. I'm not saying we shouldn't get good grades. 
You get on a job, you got to be successful on the job. You want to get the greatest job there is. I'm not saying you shouldn't want to do that. But what I'm saying is this. Yes, you are a human doing. But before you were a human doing, you were a human being. You existed for the early parts of your life. I got grandkids. They're the laziest people on the planet. <laughs> and we love them to death. They just lay there. Eat, sleep. We think it's the most amazing thing in the world. Listen, you had value before you started doing stuff. Give yourself a chance to be the best possible version that you can be. That you can be. And I want to close this with my quote. Wherever you go, there you are. You can only experience the world from within yourself. You can only experience the world from within yourself. You think that you're seeing me with your eyes, but you're actually seeing me from within yourself. You think that you're hearing me with your ears, and yes, it is playing a part, but you're also hearing me in a particular way because of a constitution within inside of yourself. That's why everybody in here is hearing something different. You can only experience the world from within yourself. So if you want the world to be different, you must take on the challenge of changing something about yourself. Because wherever you go, there you are. Thank you.